Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, January 23rd, we look at Lesson 4, The Hard Way. Together, let's look at how Ahaz should have chosen the way rather than the hard way. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Hey, welcome back. Here we are, and uh, looking at the hard way, uh, lesson four here, and our memory text comes from Isaiah chapter 8, verse 17. And reading it from the New King James Version, I will wait on the Lord who hides his face from the house of Jacob. I will hope in him. Mm. Uh, So it's talking about a hard way. And, you know, are we in the midst of a hard way? (laughs) It sure feels like that right now. (laughs) It does. Uh, I I think the uh, audience can probably tell that we pre-recorded last week's because there's been a couple of events that have been happening. Yeah. uh, That I I believe that will draw some things out of uh, in the context of, of this of this lesson. Absolutely. Right? Uh, talking about a little bit more about Ahaz. And so with that being said, Michael, uh, take us away to Sunday's lesson. Okay. Well, it's talking, first of all, about the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And if we look at this, and today I just happened to grab my uh, New Living Translation Bible that I'll be reading from. Uh, but there's a number of uh, Bible prophecies. I'm just going to go ahead and, and read this passage here before we kind of unpack it. It says, all right, then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And by the time this child is old enough to choose what is right and reject what is wrong, he'll be eating yogurt and honey. For before the child is that old, the land of the two kings you fear so much will both be deserted. Mm. So this is a familiar text, at least uh, verse 14 is. It's the kind of text that we hear a lot, um, often quoted around Christmas time. Yes. And uh, But we often don't read verses 15 and 16, which kind of go go yeah, with it, right? It's not, not as warm and uh, not a warm feeling. No right? warm fuzzies <laughs> here, yeah. And it's, it's kind of a... Um, uh, a text that in immediate context of the Old Testament and the time of Isaiah when he's writing this, um, there is a national crisis going on. Mm. And we looked at this last week's lesson where um, uh, you basically have uh, what is Syria and northern Israel. They're kind of put, putting the screws on Judah to force them to kind of participate with them in their war against tiglath Pileser. And Isaiah is kind of warning them, um, you know, be careful here. And, and um, this, is, this is actually a dangerous situation. And so here's where this prophecy comes in and, and it's says it's this promise, you know. Um, and the immediate promise here um, is uh, looking at the fulfillment, the birth of a child, which we're going to talk more about here later on in this lesson. Who was that child, the actual physical child? I mean, I know it's got significance later on as a um, not only as an immediate type but a symbolic type of the messiah that yeah. will come right yeah. and uh but but it, the prophecy basically is saying hey these guys that are bothering you they're gonna go away yeah yeah it, it does uh and i i don't know if that was a good transition michael but it kind of leads right okay. into the foreseen consequences which is mm-hmm. yes they're gonna go away but 
There's some other news that falls that, which is yeah. Assyria is coming too, right? Yeah, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> uh, so, so this leads us to Isaiah 17, uh, or 7, 17 through 25. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go there. And uh, I'm not going to read the, the, this whole thing, but, but basically uh, the author does a great job of explaining, as well as when I was reading earlier, uh, that Ahaz, mm-hmm. you know, this is good news that uh, Israel and Syria, Syria are going to be wiped out, but be careful because a more dangerous foe than Syria is coming, which is found in Assyria. Yes. And Ahaz, you have some, some work to do. He's calling you to do something, but we see here, and this is what I really want us to concentrate on, and I, mm-hmm. I am going to read this. This mm-hmm. is going to be Second uh, Chronicles 28, 20 through 25. If you have a chance, please go through and read Second Kings 16, 10 through 18 as well. But it kind of gives you an idea of who the man Ahaz was. Mm. It says, so Tiglath-Pileser. I get tongue-tied by that, too. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Came to Judah. You have a more crazy one coming up. Oh, I know. Hey, be (laughs) be patient with me. (laughs) Came to Judah, but instead of helping, he made things worse. This is the contemporary English version. Mm -hmm. Ahaz gave him gifts from the Lord's temple and the king's palace, as well as from the homes of Israel's other leaders. The Assyrian king still refused to help Ahaz. Even after all these terrible things happened to Ahaz, he sinned against the Lord even worse than before. Mm. He said to himself, the Syrian gods must have helped their king defeat me. Maybe I will offer sacrifices to those gods and they will help me. That was a sin that finally led to the downfall of Ahaz as well as the destruction of Judah. I'm going to stop reading there. But you see this, (laughs) it it just gets worse and worse, right? This this tumble, this downfall that he was having. Downward spiral. Yeah. And so it says, what spiritual principle... Do we see unfolding here? And why should we not be surprised at his actions? Well, he wasn't trusting in the Lord. When you don't trust in the Lord, it leads to a life of trusting in self and trusting in things around you that are not the Lord. Yeah. And uh, yeah. same thing, thing for us. We, we're called to trust in the Lord. Yeah. Right? And even even if you're not, to stop and repent and go back. Mm. Uh, that's, that's a call that God has placed on our lives. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. I, I think that's actually really relevant to kind of segue, you know, what you were talking about at the beginning, that there's been kind of some events going on, a, a mob storming the capital of our country, this yeah. sort of thing. Um, and in the midst of all of the chaos and uncertainty that is existing in our world around us, at least in our country, since that's the context in which we live and where we're often thinking about, um, you know, we, we need to um, remember that we need to trust in God through all of this uncertainty. Uh, and, and I think that's that's part of the challenge that we have. We want to assume yeah. that our leaders, that they are Christian, but most of our leaders are not Christian. And, and by the way, you know, that's one of these myths. I've heard this often perpetuated. Our country was somehow a Christian nation to begin with. That that's, couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Um, and and but but this is why as Adventists we believe in the separation of church and state and everything else and we also understand uh, from our view of Bible prophecy Revelation 13 that um, things are going to get worse before they get better yeah. not that we want to help that process along but again we don't have to be afraid I don't know Buster yeah. what, tell me what you think you, you know Michael the, the biggest concern I'm, I know we're going to talk about this more on, on Wednesday's lesson but yeah Matthew 24 the, the love of many waxing cold yeah and I understand in the world, but yeah. for it to be reflected in the church mm-hmm. really hurts me, bothers me, mm-hmm. uh, of us choosing sides, but it's not the side of Christ on one way or the other, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I understand this can be a gray area, but yeah. to still look at my brother, doesn't matter skin, race, creed, 
um, to look at my sister, skin, race, creed, it doesn't matter, and yeah. say, I choose the love of Christ. Yeah. I choose to look past the differences and find the similarities mm-hmm. to make sure that we make it to heaven because ultimately that's truly my home. And so therefore, that's what I need to be preparing for. Mm-hmm. Not choosing this political side, which is, it's going to come and go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Our leaders, our presidents, yeah. they're going to come and go. Yeah. But the kingdom of God, it will never end. He is that rock cut out of the mountain that yeah. will smash all of the kingdoms. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and this is a, a good reason why I think as Adventists, we need to be aware. We need to know what's going on in the world around us. But um, there, there's some challenges that I see that are taking place. I know we're kind of going off, but it's just such a no, relevant topic and our we need you know, to. thinking yeah. about and everything else. But, um, you know, Paying attention. I mean, this is why as Adventists, traditionally, we've always said we don't believe in partisan politics. We avoid endorsing candidates and stuff like that. But we also have a moral responsibility to to speak truth to what's going on in the world around us when there is systematic um, evil and wrongdoing that happens in the world around us. And I'm not, you know, getting specific here, but I'm just saying in general now um, that that we as Christians have a responsibility. And this is what I think is happening with Isaiah here is he's saying, hey, we've got some broad problems going on within the world around us. And the word of God has something important has moral authority through for how we live our lives. It's true. It's, it's very true, Michael. And yeah, uh, you know, I, I think I think we're gonna get more into this. So yeah, let's I, get more down. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 uh, because we, it's it's gonna come out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, well, this was a plan, but no. uh, it's a God moment. So I think so. Share with us a little bit Tuesday's lesson. What's what's in a name? Oh man, I this is where I'm really worried, Buster. I don't think I can even <laughs> pronounce this. Let's see. I, I hope my Hebrew teacher doesn't listen to this. So, but as best I can from my my memory of how to to pronounce uh, my Hebrew here, Maher Shalal Hash Baz. Um, so that's just that's a real tongue twister. I think I'd go through for some initials if my kid was if my parents had named me that, right? <laughs> yes, I, I agree so. I agree with that. <laughs> and and what's interesting is that that this name has significance. And I want to read just uh, chapter eight, verse four to kind okay. of give that context here. It says, For before this child is old enough to say Papa or Mama, Daddy or Mommy. The king of Assyria will carry away both the abundance of Damascus and the riches of Samaria. Mm. So we've been talking about a prophecy. God's going to, you know, uh, there's going to be an end. And uh, here through the name of this child, the birth of this child um, is the fulfillment of this uh, prophecy that's going to take place. You know, I... Sometimes we don't like prophecies, and sometimes we like to mm-hmm. twist them to make sure we like them. Right. But this one's pretty clear. It right? is. And, I think so. And no, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah. even clearer to us because right. yeah. this is now not prophecy. This is history. Right. It is. Uh, it is. Yeah. And saw that actually came to fruition. Mm. Yeah, I'm reminded of Second uh, Peter uh, chapter uh, chapter one verses uh, nineteen to twenty one. This this classic oh, yes. uh, verse. Uh, my my daughter is working on her Pathfinder Bible experience that's coming up here in just a few weeks, and so this has actually been her chapter to 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 read this, and so I've been hearing this recited every day. Uh, but it talks about how we have a more sure word of prophecy, like a lamp shining in a 
dark place. And it says that we can have confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's really important for us to remember that, um, that, you know, in the midst of the world around us, we, we need to know and have a moral authority and basis upon which we make decisions and live our lives. But um, we, we can also know with certainty that God is with us through all of these things as well. And I, I think agree. that's what gives me hope. Yeah, uh, and, and history has p- shown that to us. Mm-hmm. And future prophecy that hasn't been fulfilled yet, yeah. because it's been fulfilled in the past, we know we can trust in the future. And we have assurances of hope, just yeah. like you just read. Yeah. So I appreciate that, yeah. appreciate that Michael. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just make a little more personal application. Uh, this last week, I, I know in different states, there's immunizations for the COVID-19. Yes. Um, I was really excited that, you know, we have our 1A and our Group 1B and then 2A and all the different kinds of things. Um, just to get on the list um, was really encouraging to find out, okay, at some point after they vaccinate those that are more vulnerable than I am, at some point, then I will. They will eventually get to me, and yeah. and you know, I I thought when I got that phone call saying, "Hey, you're approved to get the vaccine. You're going to get scheduled, and so on," uh, which I hope eventually, you know, that 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 you know will come through. Um, but just to know I'm on the list, even if I have to wait six months. Amen. Yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> there's an element of hope because yeah, I know hope. that at some point I'm on the list and they'll eventually get to me. And I, I find it. that just really personally found it very encouraging. You know, and, and that's the thing we can take hope and comfort in. Yeah. Knowing that if, if when you walk with God, what he says he's going to do, he does it. And Absolutely. Therefore, we need to do our part, right? And mm-hmm. actually sign up. <laughs> sign up, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm speaking spiritually because also you who, who yeah. don't feel comfortable taking the vaccine, I, I get it. Yeah, no but, pressure. But uh, I'm praying that you trust the Lord, right? Yes. And that we're all signing up for that. That's the vaccine, the blood of Christ mm-hmm. that none of us can go without. Yeah. We all need it. Yeah, and God doesn't force himself on us just like no one's forced to have to or shouldn't have to be forced to take the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, tell us um, tell us about this issue of fear and what does it mean to fear God? Yeah, you know, and this is this is what this is the meat and potatoes for me. <laughs> Nothing to fear yeah. when we fear God himself. Yeah. Isaiah 8, 11 through 15 mm. uh, just speaks a little FDR. bit about this. Uh, the Lord took hold of me with his powerful hand and said, I'm warning you, don't act like these people. Don't call something a rebellious, po- uh, something a rebellious plot just mm-hmm. because they do. And yeah. don't be afraid of something just because they are. I am the one you should fear and respect. I am the holy God, the Lord all-powerful. Mm. Run to me for protection. I am a rock that will make both Judah and Israel stumble and break their bones. I am a trap that will catch the people of Jerusalem. They will be captured and dragged away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we see th- what happens here when mm-hmm. you don't fear the Lord, trust him. Yeah. But uh, it, it clarifies here. What what does it mean by, by fearing God, especially in context of Matthew 22, verse 37? Mm. Jesus answered and said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Yeah. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes our hearts, our souls, our minds are given to the things of the world. Mm-hmm. As a result of it, we reap the things of the world, mm-hmm. right? We reap mm-hmm. the damage. We reap the hatred. We reap mm. the vitriol. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's calling us to do. He's calling us to love. Yes. And I'm praying yes. in all things, that's what we're doing is mm-hmm. choosing love. Yeah. Uh, finishing with this, First John 4, 18, mm-hmm. there's no fear in love, yeah. but perfect love casts out all fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. Yeah. And I, I, that word perfection is teleos, which means completeness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's not, I haven't sinned for the last three weeks. It mm-hmm. is, man... I have had my mind stayed on Christ yeah. because he is the center of my life. 
in, in philosophy, that same word is used, teleos, it means the end goal. Yes. So it's sort of, it's not this uh, obsession of the daily moment by moment, but there's a trajectory. It's like you're driving somewhere, a, a destination that you know you're headed towards. It, mean, it means the GPS is on and you're driving. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the correct route. In the right road. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. So, so Michael, finish us off here with Gloom of the Ungrateful Living Dead. Oh, yeah. I hate to, to finish off with gloom here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're, we're always going to finish with the love. The love of Christ, right? All right, all right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, I mean, the reality is is that there is an element of judgment that's here. And yeah. Ahaz, he was a pagan. He yeah. was doing all of these things um, connected with the occult, uh, pagan heathen practices, um, the lesson, which is written by Roy Gain, um, does a really nice job. It highlights some of these kind of pagan practices and, and talks about them. Uh, witchcraft, uh, all of these ancient practices in the, in the ancient Near East. And um, what it does is it shows that in, as God is bringing judgment about, that there are reasons why this is happening. It's not just God you know, and this is where fearing God, a lot of people are afraid of God because they think, oh, God is this taskmaster in heaven that's just looking for any excuse to get rid of me and keep me out of heaven. <laughs> um, no. And not at all, right? No, 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 yeah. no. And, and, and by the way, I was just reading another book this last week that was talking about how um, a lot of people, most people view God the way they view their father. Yeah. And, and this can be a challenge because what if your father was abusive or something else like that? Distant, right? Distant. Mostly not there, right? Whatever it might be. And, and, and that's the thing is, is that doesn't mean that that's the same God of the Bible. Yeah. You and know, that, that's, what, that's one of the hardest concepts I have to teach mm -hmm. when I'm going through the Godhead and talking about God the Father. And like, yeah. Your earthly father is not your heavenly father. Yeah. Your heavenly father is so, I don't care how great your earthly father mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. or wasn't. Our Heavenly Father is so much better. Get it, get to actually know Him. He wants yeah. to actually know you. Yeah. But you have to actually open up your word and get to know Him, right? Right, right. Yeah, but it's a hard concept because you're, you're exactly right, right Michael. Uh, and I, I just think that's that's basically where this, this uh, lesson is finishing off with is that there is an accountability. There are consequences for these kinds of actions. Um, and so religion isn't something that we just do outwardly, externally, where the Jewish faith and the ancient, you know, of Isaiah's time that, that this was somehow um, one of many, you know, and there's all these different temples and yeah. all these things that Ahaz is participating in. And so um, God says, no, I, I am truth. Mm -hmm. I am the way, the truth, the life, as, as Jesus says later on. And when you don't follow Jesus, unfortunately, God's going to work as patiently. He's a loving God. Uh, but ultimately, there is judgment. There are consequences. And I, Isaiah is prophesying, saying, hey, um, that, that, that time is up. You know, yeah. there, there are the consequences are now. Well, and we, we saw that with Ahaz. Uh, right? As far as I read, yeah. there wasn't really a repentance. There no. was death. It, it was tragic. And, it's that, a, and that's, that's ultimately, that's the solidification of mm -hmm. where we stand, right? Mm -hmm. And our life d dictates, right? Yeah. And yeah. ultimately, God is the one who judge, judges and will determine. But... Mm -hmm live our lives correctly day yeah. by day and choosing God. Not, I'm not talking about yeah. nitpicking and yeah. having a, a checklist of yeah. just, but saying, Lord, help me to follow you. Yeah. Help me to follow you. And, and without making, you know, I can't help but think of recent events. We talked a little bit about that earlier on, but 
our daily decisions every day in our lives, the words that we say, yeah. they matter. Yeah. They have eternal consequences. <clears throat> and it may not seem like very much, but here we have a tragic story of a life where people, the person made the wrong decision again and again and again, and finally it resulted in the destruction of many other lives. I, I will say this, and I, I'll end on this, Michael. Mm. There's never a point where we're too late to swallow our pride yeah. and say, I'm sorry, Yeah, and go back. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. Mm-hmm. If you have hate in your heart for a brother because of where they stand politically. And I'm, yes. t- I'm speaking of both sides right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Stop where you are. Mm-hmm. Swallow your pride. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Jesus told Zacchaeus in, in, yeah. uh, in Luke 19, come down from your tree. Yeah. He wasn't just talking about coming down from the yeah. sycamore tree. He's talking about yeah. coming down from his pride. And Zacchaeus said, I'm going to give back four times the amount that I've stolen. Yeah. Give back four times the love that you've stolen from your mm. brothers and sisters. Mm. Now is the time. Now's the time for us to fully repent as a, not, okay, as a nation, right? But, yeah. but as a church. Yeah. As a church of God, as a living embodiment of the bride of Christ. Yeah. Let's give back the love. Yeah. I, you know, and I think this is, if there ever was a time, this is this time to put aside partisan politics. Yeah. You know, this is, we're not uh, in heaven. We're not going to have Democrats and Republicans and what? who knows what else. Well, you know? <laughs> I won't be on the Republican side or the Democratic side. <laughs> it, we're going to be all one family together Amen. sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. And I think that's just going to be beautiful and I can't wait for that day. Amen. Well, on that, I finally, I think we reached that happy note. Yeah, I, I believe so. <laughs> Other than doom and gloom. So I think we'll put a wrap for this week. This is uh, Soup. And Swoops signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu. Or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.